Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Welcome back to Hour 2 of Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Galena... Joined by George Kurtz, JP, pushing all the right buttons, keeping us flying straight. And uh, George, uh, tease, we're going to be talking some uh, football uh, this hour. And uh, look, it's, it's you know, middle of May, approaching the end of May. And before you know it, I mean, we're going to be full blown into the fantasy football season. Absolutely. I mean, I, uh, the one dynasty league that draft for me is done. I think my next draft will probably be the Scott Fishbowl. I know he has yeah. sent out. Uh, yeah, you're looking forward opening. to that one. Yep. Yeah, uh, I think he's going to change the rules around this year again. So I'd like to see uh, mm-hmm. what he's going to do before how excited I am. I liked what he had last year. I like the new rule about point for rather than a PPR, a PP1, P, uh, mm-hmm. point per first, first down. down. I right, that's more important than PPR. Right, that's what we all. Mm-hmm. That's the name of the game. Getting well, obviously score touchdowns, but first downs are important. Keep the uh, keep the mm-hmm. ball, keep the clock moving. So I kind of like that. I think more. Uh, I think that's something more leagues should should absolutely think about doing. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, like playing in PPR? Uh, like a full point? Do you prefer a half point? Do you prefer, uh, you know, other uh, types of uh, leagues? I'm generally a guy. I don't care as long as I know what the rules are. Uh, mm-hmm. My as long favorite as we're all type the same of league, playing field, right? <laughs> right. As, as long as I know, I, I really don't care. Uh, I do believe you should play with some kind of point. I, I'd rather it be PP one. I think it's right. more important. Yeah, I like PPR, the PP one. Yes. Again, yeah. uh, Points per first down made. Mm-hmm. Point per first down. But uh, I, I have no problem. I mean, out of all the leagues I'm going to play in, I think the only one that's not some actually I don't even know if I do play in one anymore. Uh, a home league I did play in, not mine, but another league used to be. Uh, uh, standard. Now it's point per. It's not a point per, uh, per reception. It's not a point. Per, it's not a half either. It's every other. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know what that comes out to. Pretty much it's a half, but it's not quite. So even that one's adjusted. Uh, you need to make something to get the receivers a little bit more uh, value to be up there with the running backs. I understand that if, when you make it a P, uh, PPR, that's probably too much value. I would agree there, but still, running mm-hmm. backs are always going to have their value there. But uh, the most important thing for me is you need to play where two quarterbacks can be started. You know, uh, so I, a super flex uh, by far is my favorite because when you make it only a one quarterback league, we're all going to tell you the same thing: wait on a quarterback, wait on a quarterback, right, wait right, on a quarterback, right. and it's the strategy's gone. You think mm-hmm. quarterbacks up there with kickers and freaking defenses, all right? Mm-hmm. And I think you should get rid of defense too and go to some time, some kind of IDP. But I understand that's way past most people. But I think IDP should be used uh, even if you, even if you start off small. Just take a defensive lineman, a linebacker, and a secondary player. Just start off small and work your way up from there. But uh, I just defense is the same thing. We don't you know wait till the last round, second last round, take a defense. Hell, you can get rid of kickers altogether and go with another an extra flex. I kind of like that. You know? Yeah, but yeah, uh, I, I, yeah I, I, I just I, I want to get rid of everything 
whenever we can tell you, you should uh, take this position at this time, then I want to get rid of that position. Cause then my, mm-hmm. Or enhance it because it makes, makes no sense for me. With kickers, I'd rather play with two then to make it at least a little bit more interesting rather than just taking mm-hmm. a kick, kicker around 16, around 15, whatever it might be. So right. uh, get rid of kickers, get rid of defenses, go with IDPs. Superflex is an absolute must. Mm-hmm. So uh, just going to take a side step here. Just want to tip my cap to, to J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt is a guy that really gets it, right? He, he, he embraces um, his fame and uses it for good. Right? He saw what he did uh, for the victims of the, the Houston hurricane, right? Uh, raised so much money. Uh, I think it was in the millions, right, uh, George, if I'm not mistaken? It, it was, uh, it was oh, really, I think it was uh, in, high in the millions at that. He did yeah, a yeah, yeah, job. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And now, uh, you know, of course, there was a tragedy at the Santa Fe High School, and he's going to pay for the funeral expenses for all the uh, the victims of that. So t- tip our cap to, to J.J. Watt. You know, we always hear that, not always, but too many stories about uh, athletes, uh, you know, doing negative things. And so, uh, you, just, you know, just want to take a shout out to J.J. Watt. And speaking of athletes <laughs> uh, with you know, negative connotations associated with them. Uh, Johnny Manziel signed uh, with the Canadian Football League's Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, do you care, George? Good for Johnny Manziel. Don't give a damn. <laughs> Is he ever going to be a starting NFL quarterback, in your opinion? No. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, may, he may get back in the NFL as a back because I don't give him a try. He'll ne- I have my doubts he'll even ever play in a game again. Uh, outside of mm-hmm. a preseason game. Uh, there's just nothing there. There is just nothing there. Which in a quarterback starved league, let's let you know how poorly he played. Then his uh, his problems in his uh, personal life are you know pretty much out there too. What they say now he has bipolar disorder, or mm-hmm. whatever that uh, is. Uh, like I said whether he does or he doesn't, uh, he he made his own bed here. You know, act like a complete fool. Wasn't a good enough prospect in the, uh, to begin with. As a Cowboy fan, when Jerry Jones was thinking about taking him, I swear I might have driven down and down to strangle Jones if he did. Uh, that that was a, just silly for Jones to think about that. Uh, so, listen, he had his uh, 15 minutes of fame. It's it's done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Uh, what are we thinking about uh, the uh, Browns being featured on Hard Knocks HBO show? I like it. I mean, uh, I don't know about you. I mean, uh to me, they're an up-and-coming team. I mean, didn't win a game last year. But uh, I think they're going to win one this year. I mean, uh, they got a nice little uh, team that they're putting together, in my opinion. It's going to be interesting to see how they interact in the preseason. The Browns do have an interesting squad. Uh, I don't care yeah. about hard knocks. Uh, don't I, I won't watch it. You don't watch it? So, no. uh, I don't even have HBO. So, uh, mm-hmm. no, definitely won't, won't watch. Uh, I'm sure I could watch it online somewhere if I wanted to. But sure, I'm sure I, you can. I think when the Cowboys were on it a decade ago, I watched, and I didn't, even for a Cowboy fan, I didn't find it all that interesting. But anyway, you, uh, you think about the Browns, and you start from, right from the top. Tyrod Taylor, Baker Mayfield, we want to see what uh, what Mayfield has. Can he unseat Taylor right away? Uh, I know Hugh Jackson keeps saying uh, Tyrod Taylor is going to start, but then, you know, Hugh, how you have a job if going 1-31 is beyond me. Uh, running back. <laughs> Yeah, we like what they've done at running back, right? Yeah, Ed Carlos Hyde, you drafted Nick Chubb, you know, even mm-hmm. Duke Johnson as your third down back. That's a nice running back core, boys and girls. That's really nice. They're strong. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. what they've done at wide receiver. I mean, Josh Gordon, uh, assuming he can stay out of trouble, you know, he's a nice wide receiver, one there, Landry out of the slot, Corey Coleman, you know. Once again, it's a good group there. The Joker with mm-hmm. tight end. The offense is there. I'm mean, sure it could be better. Yeah, most offenses can, but it's there. It's not poor. Mm-hmm. Not poor by any means. Uh, now, listen, I, would I have taken Bradley Chubb 
yes, I would have taken him over uh, Denzel Ward. But cornerback was a need, and if Ward could come out and be that player, that certainly helps uh, maybe the weakest part of their team uh, coming in uh, coming into the, uh, the season, which is the secondary. Middle linebacker, Schobert, Jamie Collins, what they got from New England. You know, you got the defensive line with Garrett. Uh, there, maybe, he, uh, once again, another year experience. He has a better year. Agba, I mean, this is not a one-win team. Uh, you can make an argument they could possibly be a wild card contender. I don't think so. I'm probably going to have their over under at wins at somewhere around five to six, and that sounds bad, but compared to what they've been, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I was even thinking uh, as high as seven, but yeah, I mean, five wins uh, after uh, you know, like you said, uh, one wins and one win in the last uh, two seasons, right? Uh, do you think that Mayfield could unseat uh, Taylor at some point this season? I mean, Tyrod Taylor is not a bad NFL quarterback. He's an average NFL quarterback uh, mm-hmm. who could do some damage. He's got at some times. weapons now too, like you mentioned, right, that, Josh Gordon. And he's never had that in Buffalo, right? Yeah, he's he's never had that in Buffalo. They never really Even gave David him weapons. David and Juku, the tight end. Yeah, I mean, the the the, op, the weapons are there. The offense is there. The problem is, you got your number one overall pick. I mean, the fans going to want to see him, especially if Taylor doesn't play well right out of the gate or doesn't really play at an all-pro level right out of, right out of the gate. They're going to want to see Mayfield, especially if he's doing well. If he has a big preseason, if he looks good, looks the, looks the part, it's going to be hard to keep him off the field. Once again, you're over-under for uh, seeing Mayfield as far as a starting job is probably week six. I don't know when their buy is. That's always a key date to look there for a changing quarterback because you can get the, mm-hmm. almost three weeks of practice time there. So you look at that as well. But uh, if Taylor's playing well, he'll keep the job. He'll sit Mayfield uh, for a year. But mm-hmm. if he's not, if he's struggling, if he's just playing average, you're going to see Mayfield sooner rather than late. It's the number one overall pick. They're going to want to see what they have in him. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think about the running back situation? I mean, uh, do you think it's uh, you know a, a, a committee situation? Or, I mean, I mean, Chubb uh, put up some good numbers, 6.3 yards per carry at Georgia. Hyde, I think last year was the first year uh, in his career that he played all 16 games. Yeah, fantasy owners aren't going to like this. You know, mm-hmm. they're just not because they're, just, they're all decent. You know, mm-hmm. maybe even above decent. If, you're true, if I'm forced to draft one right now, I'll take Hyde first, mm-hmm. but Chubb won't be that far behind. And at PPR, Duke Johnson has value as well. They're going to be sure. plays for all these guys. So mm-hmm. uh, Johnson's really not a threat to take away carries from Hyde and Chubb. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he is that third, uh, that, yeah, third down guy, catch the ball out of the backfield. Hyde and Chubb are going to be the guys who are battling. You know, it could be a committee. It could be the hot guy. You know, it could be just, you know, whatever coach feels, you know, gut feel that day. So it's a concern for me. I said I would take Hyde first, but this is the kind of situation. Even if you get Hyde and Chubb, good luck figuring out which week, which one you want to start. Perfect situation for a best ball league, though, right? Cause, yes. Yeah, right? Because uh, I'm looking at ADPs for uh, running backs, and you got Chubb going at number 55 in a, uh, the MFL 10s, right, the best ball league. Then you have Hyde going at number 90. So, I mean, perfect situation where you could own both. Yeah, the best ball would be fine. That's why we like best ball. <laughs> you, don't mm-hmm. worry, you don't have to worry about this as much as other leagues. But uh, I like the, I like the Cleveland Arms a whole lot more than I probably have in – Boy, I mean, it's going to be a long time since I've liked this offense. I think it will get better. You know, especially, like I said, Josh Gordon is probably the key for me. That's Can the key he be right the there. Gordon yes. was a couple of years ago? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It'll be interesting. And like I said, uh, David Njoku had, uh, showed flashes last year. 
Yeah, I, he's not going to break my top 10, top 12 tight ends. He's not going to quite do that, but he's not a bad choice there. You know, something mm-hmm. things fell apart for you. I just don't know. Ty, Tyrod Taylor, remember, he liked Charles Clay a whole lot in Buffalo, especially near mm-hmm. the end zone. Is he going to have that same kind of chemistry, that same kind of, uh, you know, as feel with the Joker? We don't know that. So that'll be something mm-hmm. to keep an eye on in training camp. And keep an eye on our preseason games. So I do like the Joku, but he's not going to break. Uh, he's not going to be a tight end one for me. What about Corey Coleman, a uh, guy that uh, has had uh, a disappointing start to his NFL career? And, uh, you know, now all of a sudden, yeah, he's got also never really had a, a good quarterback to throw the ball to, uh, to him. But uh, could this be the year where, you know, he kind of, I wouldn't say break out, but could he have some uh, fantasy value at some point this season? You know, he's only 23 years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like he's been around for four or five years. He's only 23 years old. First now, he's round done pick. nothing. 16th mm-hmm. overall. Yeah, he's done nothing in the mm-hmm. NFL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got 56 catches in his career for mm-hmm. 700 and somewhat yards. Uh, mm-hmm. 718 yards and five touchdowns. So he's done nothing. Yeah. Right. Now, you're, right, you're absolutely yeah. right. Injuries have hurt, and you you said it. He's never had really had a quarterback. So right. how much of a uh, how much of this are we grading on a curve because of that? You know, he uh, got came with a, a lot of uh, a lot of, a lot of fanfare. He was going to be a, a big time wide receiver here. The pressure's not on him now, right? Because the pressure's on Josh Gordon, and then Jarvis Landry. You know, so he's going to be, you know, he could sort of uh, filter into the background. But that also means how many targets is he getting? Because once again, Gordon is going to get a big part of those targets for the big play guy, and Landry's going to get his targets because he's a reception machine. Mm-hmm. You know, we already mentioned the running game. Good, the Joker's going to get his targets. So, I, I think coming into the, right now, I'd prefer to draft him as a reserve. See what happens here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You may have taken him as a wide receiver three flex guy somewhere around there. But I think uh, I said the uh, the only my most optimistic thing about Col- Coleman outside of a uh, better quarterback is that he's never going to see a cornerback one. You know, that, mm-hmm. that'll be on Josh Gordon. He won't see double coverage. That'll be on Josh Gordon, Jarvis Landry. So that's good for him. But uh, like I, said, I just don't think he's going to be a focal part of the game plan anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, if you look at his uh, college numbers and take them for what they're worth, I mean, he was a, a big-time uh, deep threat. I mean, uh, averaged 17.4 yards per reception and uh, had Baylor in his last year, 20 touchdowns. So, I mean, he, he can... He does have the, the, the skill set, but uh, I, I agree with you. Uh, I mean, it's not a slam dunk. But uh, and since we're talking uh, wide receivers, um, any other wide receivers that have disappointed uh, in the past, like young guys that you think might be able to, uh, you know, have some fantasy relevance this season? Like, a, you know, uh, the you got to be careful about, I guess, about the the news that comes out this time of year because a lot of it is fluff. But uh, Mike Williams uh, for the Chargers supposedly was training with Keenan Allen, and a lot was expected of him. But basically, uh, his whole season last year was lost due to injuries. I mean, you got uh, you know Bills receiver Zay Jones, uh, you know uh, John Ross uh, from the Bengals. I mean, his biggest asset is his, his speed. You know. Curtis Samuel, any of these guys that you'd be willing to take a chance of and, uh, you know, that you consider uh, a good shot, having a good shot of uh, becoming fantasy relevant this season? Well, as the guys you mentioned, I mean, Mike Williams is somewhat interesting, but I'm not going to be uh, going after him. Uh, I'm going to need to. I'm the kind of guy, Joe. You, you got to prove it to me first. And he, none of these guys have done that yet. Zay Jones had an 
interesting offseason to put it nicely. And now that, <laughs> yeah. that listen, that, that quarterback situation is still a mess. You know, is yeah. it going to be the rookie? Is it going to be uh, McCarron? No, we've got to sort of wait and see. I, I'm staying away from Baltimore, too. Crabtree, John Brown, Willie Snead. It's all brand new, which probably mm-hmm. scares me uh, quite a bit there. Kelvin Benjamin in Buffalo already said it. No, um, I'm going to try and stay away if I can. Uh, DJ Moore in Carolina interests me as a deep threat for uh, Cam Newton. And what, what, what's Alan Robinson going to do with Trubisky in Chicago? I think that interests me mm-hmm. somewhat. Taylor Gabriel's there as well. And they got the, uh, the rookie Anthony Miller. Uh, you already mentioned John Ross, Tyler Boyd. No, uh, Andy Dalton. Well, really, no, thank you. Uh, I'll pass. Uh, I want nothing to do with the Cowboy wide receivers. Uh, Williams, Hearns, Beasley. I mean, unless Michael Irvin's coming back. Uh, Drew Pearson, I'm, I'm done there as well. Uh, I don't. I just don't like what I'm seeing there. Kenny Galladay in Detroit, guy who came mm. in with some fanfare last year. Mm-hmm. It's still no. I'm not going to be not in a, not in a ten or twelve team league. But he's a guy who I think does have talent there. So mm. uh, he's somebody I would keep an eye on. But no, Will Fuller in Houston is a guy uh, that I would keep an eye on. Once again, with uh, with uh, Deshaun Watson back for the full season and teams worried about Hopkins, I think Fuller could have a nice season. All right. Well, we come back. We'll take a look at the AFC East, uh, get George's thoughts on uh, what's going on there. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Updates. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com premium and learn more about our awesome products. And welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galina and George Kurtz getting you through uh, part of your Saturday. Thanks for joining us. And if you want a chance to win two tickets to a 2018 World Series game, go to dailyroto.com slash DKMS and take a crack at playing free daily fantasy baseball. Uh, You can play every day. It's totally free, and the contests are sponsored by DKMS, who are looking for your help in the fight against blood cancer. Every three minutes, an American is diagnosed with blood cancer, and only 30% of all blood donor patients are able to find a compatible bone marrow donor in their family. So go to dailyrotor.com slash DKMS, find out how you can help eradicate blood cancer, and play free daily fantasy baseball with a shot at winning two tickets to a 2018 World Series game. Uh, We'll be going back to uh, some fantasy baseball talk in the next hour, but uh, for now, let's just uh, keep it going, a little fantasy football uh, talk. And and George, uh, I'm looking at the uh, ADPs for the uh, My Fantasy League, the uh, MFL 10s, the uh, best ball format. And just take a look at the top 12. Of those top 12 picks, seven are running backs. Uh, Do you think that uh, the fact that this is a best ball league might have uh, something to do with the skew in terms of running backs? Do you think that running back is going to be highly sought after uh, this season? 
No, I think that's probably about right for running backs. I think what you're going to mm-hmm. see is that, uh, you know, the good ones, there's few and far between. And that's why there's so many teams are going to have some kind of committee where it's not really mm-hmm. one guy, it's three guys. So you're going to, if you can, yes, mm-hmm. you're going to want to grab one of those running backs. Uh, once again, easier said than done as they're right. going to run out quickly. But I think 7 of 12 or 6 of 12 is uh, mm-hmm. is fine. So yeah. uh, I'm, just, I'm just guessing here. You know, Bell, Gurley, Johnson, Elliott. Yeah. Okay, Kamala, yeah, you, yeah. I think is going to be there. Yeah. Barkley. Yeah, yeah. You can make it. You can make it. Yeah, so we got yeah. more than 7. Todd Gurley, number one. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, number two. Uh, the number four pick overall, according to MFL, uh, MFL 10, um, uh, Saquon Barkley. Do you think that's too high for him since he hasn't done anything? He, he's actually going of ahead of Le'Veon Bell, <laughs> who is uh, number five overall. Uh, David Johnson, number seven overall. What, what are we thinking about David Johnson? Fully healed? Do you, do you fully uh, buy into him? I'm not worried about his health. I'm worried mm-hmm. about the offense. I'm worried about the passing right. offense. Uh, mm-hmm. Once again, uh, are we automatically assuming that it's going that Bradford's going to be the quarterback here, or are we going with Josh Rosen? You know, mm-hmm. if it's Rosen, he's going to have some headache. Once again, it's look at the wide receiver core: Larry Fitzgerald, J.J. Nelson, Christian Kirk, uh, Price Butler's mm-hmm. number four. Now, uh, Larry Fitzgerald's a Hall of Famer, but he's not a game breaker at this point in his career. He's not. Right. So, what are you doing? What are you doing if you're a defensive coordinator? You are loading up, loading up to stop David Johnson. I'll force mm-hmm. Sam Bradford to beat me with Fitzgerald and that, those other, you know, nobodies. You know, Josh Rosen, same thing, was going to have his headaches anyway. You're, uh, I, I'm a big believer. I'm not letting the other team's best player beat me. You know, I'm forcing mm-hmm. somebody else to do it. And their best player is still David Johnson. So I'm forcing anyone else on that team to beat me here. So uh, I like David Johnson. Not worried about his health whatsoever. I do think, though, this could be a, uh, uh, an interesting season, let's say. Until, until that uh, the passing off, so the quarterback proves that he can be a threat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's just keep on going here. Maybe t- take a look at the top 10, 12 running backs. Uh, after David Johnson, uh, Alvin Kamara, we, we spoke about him last week. Uh, the uh, news about uh, Mark Ingram. I mean, uh, and the question is, you know, whether he could handle or whether he's going to be expected to handle, you know, 20, 25 carries. I, I don't think he will. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think. I mean, I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to be uh, definitely someone to own, but uh, I don't see him as a bell cow back. I just see him used, uh, you know, in the passing game as well. I don't know uh, how you feel about him. Well, if they decide to give him the ball 20, 25 <laughs> times a game, the problem will be solved because he'll be on the he'll be on IR by week six. <laughs> All right, they, they can't do that. He's he's not built that way. Very few running mm-hmm. backs in today's game aren't built that way to take that mm-hmm. kind of pounding. Uh, I mean, he might get an uptick. Absolutely, more uh, touch near the goal line where it's important. Absolutely, you know, I can see that. But he's not getting the ball twenty. He's not going to touch the ball twenty five times a game. That's not. Gonna, mm-hmm. If you're a fantasy owner of Camaros, you don't want him to get that because like, he will get hurt. You know, you want right. him pretty much a little bit more than last year. You know, maybe 10% more, 15% more, which I think he'll do. He's a first-round back. Keep him healthy. He's going to have a big season. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about Kareem Hunt? He comes in next uh, in ADP for MFL 10 uh, leagues. Part of the frustration with him was just the way that uh, he was being used last year. But, uh, man, when you look at what he did uh, overall, 1,327 rushing yards, uh, also uh, a factor from uh, the passing game, 53 catches. You know, it's funny. Uh, if you just take all his touches and just spread it around through 16 games, there's no complaints. 
But the problem mm-hmm. is that he was used heavy early, heavy late, and they forgot about him yeah. during the middle. It was weird. Yeah, yeah. frustrating. It was just weird. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, once again, he's another guy. You don't want to uh, overwork him. He's fine. Uh, he's probably more of a second-round back for me than a first-round back. There's other guys I like better uh, that mm-hmm. we're talking about here. You know, the Bell, Gurley, Johnson. Uh, yeah, Johnson's questionable. Elliott, Kamara. I think I'm going to like Gordon more than him. I might even like Fournette more than him. I think he's going to have yeah, a nice he's season next. this year. Yeah, he, he comes yeah, up I, next. I, I'm, I'm big on Leonard Fournette. Mm-hmm. Yeah, young guy, fresh legs. You know that uh, the uh, Jags are going to want to keep the ball out of uh, their quarterback's hands as well. And he got off to a great start uh, as well last year. He did. He did. And he got banged up a little bit. So that slowed him down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he's a touchdown. I don't want to say a touchdown machine, but he scores touchdowns. He's big-bodied. Uh, the offense mm-hmm. will be somewhat better. I mean, it's tough with Jacksonville. Did they take a step back? You, you st- you're stuck with Bortles, which mm-hmm. you know, I, I probably wouldn't have done. You know, I, I just think for a team that's ready to compete for a championship now, I, I don't want that an upgrade, even though maybe there wasn't a great upgrade out there. Maybe you didn't want to pay uh, Kirk Cousins the money he would have taken to get him. Uh, but it's a, did you get a downgraded wide receiver as well? You don't look at Allen Robinson. So now you have you know sort of a bunch of uh, I guess upside players, but not a lot of not a lot of true great talent there. Marquis Slate, Dante Moncrief, Keelan Cole, Didi Westbrook. You know, so I would have liked to have seen more there. Yeah, tight ends, uh, you know, a guy who's been around uh, the league, Austin Severian Jenkins. So, you know, I just would have liked to have seen them do more on offense. You know, where's the stud there outside of Fournette? That's the only stud they have. Everybody mm-hmm. else there is, you know, Bortles in the quarterback three conversation, maybe barely a quarterback two. Marquise Lee is a wide receiver three, and same thing with all the other guys, no better than that. Uh, you know, Jenkins a tight end two. Yeah, you know, so I would have liked to have seen them do more because the defense is mm-hmm. there. We know they can compete now. It's just that offense. Right. I would have. I just would have liked to have seen more from them. Uh, Dalvin Cook comes up uh, next, uh, returning uh, from a torn ACL. Again, you have to uh, take these reports uh, for what they're worth. But supposedly he's knocking out of the park uh, in uh, in rehab right now. But any concerns with him? I remember when you know there were concerns about Todd Gurley a couple of years back coming off of uh, an injury. Any concerns with uh, with Dalvin Cook coming off of uh, an ACL? There are always concerns, of course. Not everyone's going to be Adrian Peterson. Come mm-hmm. back and be fantastic, great, you know. Uh, so uh, there are always concerns when it comes to the ACL injury. That being said, I'm drafting him as if uh, he wasn't hurt. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not all that worried about him. Uh, where he's being drafted is about where I would have him. You know, you mentioned mm-hmm. all the running backs that are being taken ahead of him, and I would take them all ahead of him. Uh, I think he's in that. You know, do I take McCoy or Cook? I'm probably leaning more towards McCoy, assuming it's PPR. Uh, McCaffrey or Cooks? Probably. You're not afraid That's of little... uh, McCoy getting a little long in the tooth? I am. I I, I am. But I still like him. I still think he's the focal point mm-hmm. of that offense. And I said PPR. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm going, McCoy. There. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dev- Devonta Freeman and Cook, I think, is a good uh, a good comparison. Which one you Which one you going there? I think that Atlanta offense is going to be pretty close to unstoppable now with what they've done. Mm-hmm. So he's someone I like there, and that's probably the, pretty much the end of that tier. So uh, is he, I think you had your great running backs. You know, the Bell, Gurley's, Elliott's, uh, Kamara. Uh, and then, you know, maybe the next tier is Hunt, Gordon, Fournette. Uh, I'm sure I, I'm sure the uh, Barkley would put in this tier. And then the third tier, which is still very good, 
the Cooks, McCoys, Freemans, McCaffreys. Where am I going with this group here? What are you looking for? You know, how much uh, how much risk averse do you want to be? Because you mentioned McCoy. Okay, there is some risk there. McCaffrey, same sort of thing. Because he's not really a true running back. More of a uh, pass yeah, catcher. Yeah, I was going to ask you about him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's only a PPR guy for me. Yeah, you know, yeah. in a standard, uh, you know, he's probably running back two in a standard. So he's got mm-hmm. you got to have PPR for uh, really McCaffrey to uh, reach that value. I also wonder with Carolina with McCaffrey, will he be the goal line guy? You know, I, I kind of think no. You know, he's not really mm-hmm. built for that. But you don't have Jonathan Stewart anymore, or is it going to be Cam Newton again running it in? C.J. Anderson's there too. What does this mean? Mm-hmm. You know, C.J. Anderson's better than Jonathan Stewart was. So you can mm-hmm. make an argument that he's uh you know a running back. Yeah, he three. might steal some 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 touchdowns from McCaffrey. You're right. Oh, I think he'll steal a lot of touchdowns from McCaffrey. That's yeah, where I was going with mm-hmm. that. I think CGS is uh, yeah. You know, if you were playing in a touchdown only league, which I get those, uh, I, I'd much rather have Anderson over McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you uh, mentioned uh, Melvin Gordon earlier. He uh, is the tenth running back being taken in uh, MFL ten leagues, and you were kind of high on him. Something I like Gordon. Just, mm-hmm. I am. I, I stay healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, stay mm-hmm. healthy for Los Angeles. I think they're. Uh, I think they may be the best team in that division. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that's uh, interesting as well. I mean, once again, you look at them. They're there. They have the talent. We know Philip Rivers can play. Gordon is a is a fine running back. One, the wide receiver, Keenan Allen, Tyrell Williams. You talk about uh, Mike Williams before. Travis Benjamin is a deep threat. Finally, they're giving the tight end position to Hunter Henry which should have been there probably at least a year ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Assuming you have a kicker, you'll, you'll win those close games which you were losing last year. The defense is there, and you've got a gift of a draft in Derwin James. You know, you already have Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram to get to the quarterback. Uh, Casey Hayward, the other cornerback. Uh, this team is there. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. there. It's ready to, to – um, who's better than them? You know, Oakland? No. Denver, Case Keenum? No. You know, you're looking at KC, even that's Patrick Mahomes, you know, rookie quarterback. Right. I don't know if I can trust him. I think I almost said San Diego, Joe. I almost <laughs> – but I caught myself. Uh, I think Los Angeles is the team to beat here uh, in this mm-hmm. division. I like what they've done here. I think they're going to score some points. They're a team that uh, – yeah, so I am Good defense, I too. I, I lo- love the team. I think they're yeah. going to be – I think they're a team to beat in the AFC West. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already talked about Christian McCaffrey uh, being – uh, a better option in uh, PPR leagues. He was number 11. Here's an interesting guy, and I- I'm wondering where you think he's going to go, not only in MFL 10s, but uh, just in, in season-long leagues. Joe Mixon, uh, running back, uh, talented running back for the Bengals. Um, you know, there were some issues as to the way he was being used last year as well. First of all, wh- where do you think he goes uh, in in leagues this year, I mean, do you do you think he's a a second round pick? I mean, I would think he's going to be a bell cow back for the Bengals. No. Well, yes, uh, they did screw around with him in the beginning of last year. That was just strange uh, what they were doing uh, there. Mm-hmm. Marvin Lewis, I don't know what Marvin Lewis was thinking. He was like almost almost like he had to prove himself, which I sort of get. But you know, you know it's not baseball. Where you can spend thirty games to have a guy prove himself. In football, you got sixteen mm-hmm. games. Get get the best guy in there. Right. Uh, the offensive line was a joke last year. It was bad. Really, really mm-hmm. bad. They've made some moves this year to try and improve. I don't know how much they've got improved. He's sort of in that, uh, I guess, the fourth tier for me of the prove-it guys, you know, which is going to be uh, Joe Mixon, Kenyon Drake, can you do it again? Uh, Jerick mm-hmm. McKinnon with San Fran, can you do it under uh, Shanahan? You know, Geis is going to get that shot with Washington now. You know, Rashad Penny, which Seattle sort of got the same problem with Cincinnati, no offensive line. Uh, those guys, you know, uh, mm-hmm. prove-it guys. Uh you know, who's who's going to bounce? Are they all going to be great? Are they all going to be good? 
I like mixing. I like the talent. Don't trust the team. Mm-hmm. Devonta Freeman comes up next. Uh, and where he's going, I mean, based on his skill set, uh, if he plays all 16 games, he could be a real bargain. I mean, you know, you'd be surprised. I mean, did you know that he was 26 years old? Did you realize that? Uh, no, I didn't know he was 26. No, yeah, I thought he was right? you, you, a year or two older. Right. I mean, uh, but he's a guy. Do you, do you still believe in him, though? Yes, I do believe. I said I love mm-hmm. this Atlanta offense. They are there. Mm-hmm. Another team that got a gift from God when Calvin Ridley fell down to the 26th overall pick or whatever they had. I think it was 26. Uh, I mean, you got, you got the number one wide receiver in the draft, the opposite Julio Jones, which means teams really sort of have to pick their poison here. Do you want to double cover Jones, safety over the top here against Ridley as well? And then mm-hmm. it's just seven men in the box against Freeman, or do you do the opposite? Put eight in the box to stop Freeman and leave one-on-one for these wide receivers. You know, generally, in these situations, you choose to stop the big play. You know, let's not give him seven points, six points right off the bat here. So we'll, we'll go we'll safety deep. We're not going to crowd the box here. A lot of running room for Devonta Freeman here. So I like Freeman a whole bunch. I like him over some of the other backs we've already mentioned here. Uh, in mm-hmm. my mind, I think he's, for me, he's still a top 10 back. It's certainly closer to 10 than it is the five, but he's still a top 10 back. Mm. Uh, what are we thinking about the Bears running back situation? Jordan Howard, uh, 1,122 yards last season, nine touchdowns. Kind of like didn't get much respect, but actually uh, in the end had a pretty good season. And then you always have uh, Tariq Cohen in the background. Uh, you wonder how he's going to be used, if he's going to be used uh, more as the, to his strengths, like the uh, as a scat pack. Yeah, I assume he's the utility knife guy. Could do a little bit of everything. Be very dangerous out mm-hmm. in the backfield. That's how he should be used, you know, in the screen mm-hmm. game and uh, everything like that. Jordan Howard, uh, it's amazing when you bring up his final numbers. They sound okay, but he but, killed. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. he really. I, I have in a league or two last year. He killed me. He absolutely mm-hmm. killed me. Which I don't. I don't think I should be surprised about because of the offense. Rookies teams are going to gear mm-hmm. up to stop him, especially with all the injuries they had at wide receiver. There's really nobody else. Uh, you know, you look at Howard. He had some big games. You mentioned the 1,100 yards. He had uh, 140 yards in the game, 167 in the mm-hmm. game, 102, 125, 147. He also had outside six. Of that, only right, seven uh, carries against the, 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 uh, the Eagles. So, yeah, right, I think he that. He had a 44, a 37, a 38, a 6, a 54. Just the he fact had a lot that the of Bears were such a bad team, I think that affected him as well. Right? I, I, I agree. I, mean, uh, yeah. I, I agree. He's a, he's a mid range running back, too, for me this year, but he does have mm-hmm. some upside. Mm-hmm. And he's got fresh legs. I mean, that's basically what I look at. You know, obviously talent in a running back, but you, I like the the, the guys who haven't hit twenty five years old yet. Uh, I would agree. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. we know running back; it's a very short shelf life position. You know, mm-hmm. and when those uh, hits add up, generally you don't play anywhere near as well. So, uh, mm-hmm. like I said, I think uh, I have him. As I said, mid range running back too, but he does have upside here. Where you know, if he hits that upside. He could end up returning low-end running back one value. Mm-hmm. And Darius Geis uh, rounds out the top 15 running backs taken in MFL 10. We spoke uh, about him last week in terms of, I guess, some off-the-field issues might have uh, made him more uh, available uh, later in drafts in the NFL draft than, uh, than he might have been otherwise because he's got some talent, this guy. He does, I believe. Uh, what a team or two caught him lying during their draft uh, mm-hmm. interview, uh, and that did drop them, uh, drop them down their list. But the talent is there. Once again, with a lot mm-hmm. of these players, the talent is there. It's just can they get their head on straight? 
you know, to realize it's the NFL now. You got to be a professional. And you have to act professionally. Uh, that's always right. the key. All right. When we come back, let's take a look at the AFC East. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, you, over here. You want to win a DFS? And you want it for just $1? I got Daily Roto here. Now, why do you want it? Two of the guys behind it have won a million dollars. It's not just about the writers. Not one, not two, but three subscribers have won a million dollars, too. That's five millionaires. Five, count them. And it's not counting the $100,000 winners, too. They talk about it in the Slack channel. But why is it a dollar right now? Special price for the month of May. Yeah, if you don't like it, then walk away. If you love it and you're winning, keep going. Do I use it? How do you think I afford my massive tracksuit collection? Come on, look at the glitter on this. It's beautiful. You can sort your stats, add your own weights, read articles, distinguish between slates on FanDuel and DraftKings. You got to go to DailyRoto.com and enter code $1. I may just be a creepy guy in a random alley inside your head, but I know what I'm talking about. That's DailyRoto.com, code $1. That's it, one. One dollar, one month, and start winning. And we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Talk a little fantasy uh, football. We'll be back to baseball in the next hour. But I wanted to break down a little bit of the AFC East. Last week we talked about the NFC East. And uh, George, I mean, is it a foregone conclusion that the uh, Patriots are still the class of the league? Class of the league. Okay. Uh, that's not where I thought you were going to go there. Uh, no, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. No. Uh, okay. Class of the AFC East. Where do you think East? I was going to go? Mm-hmm. They're going to go east. east, right? Just mm-hmm. going to go east. Uh, maybe even AFC. You know, I'm thinking some other mm-hmm. teams. I'd, I'd have given you AFC, too. I think when you start mm-hmm. including the NFC there, Philadelphia's still a damn good team. Minnesota they and the Rams. Yes. My God. Have they loaded mm-hmm. up in this offseason? So uh, mm-hmm. I, I'd give the uh, AFCs. I'd give the AFC. I don't know if I can give the league. And uh, listen, the mm-hmm. Patriots have had some of their some issues this offseason as well. So a little dis- discontent there uh, in the locker yeah. room, it seems like. Yeah, I was going to say, is there uh, trouble in paradise? I mean, uh, how much uh, longer could this team, you know, play at this at this level? I mean, uh, you know, there have been some whispers about, uh, you know, uh, Tom Brady not being uh, very happy and even just whispers whether or not he was coming back or not. Rob Gronkowski, there were whispers whether or not he was going to come back or not. Um, it's going to be interesting to see uh, if this team could continue to mesh this season. It is because, uh, you know, Brady pretty much came out that he he doesn't feel respected, which is kind of a little kind of yeah. silly. Oh, but I think I think what he's saying there is he, uh, he takes such a pay cut there. What does he make, $10 million a year? Which is nothing mm-hmm. compared to what quarterbacks are making. I mean, he could easily make three right. times that easy. Uh, so I think that's where the issue comes in. Because oh, I'm taking such a pay cut here, I expect to be, uh, you know, pretty much put on a pedestal. Which uh, I sort of get there. You know, they they mm-hmm. lose the uh, the left tackle Nate, Nate Sada, which is a huge loss. Uh, so I, I worry about that. You do add Sony Michelle, which maybe gives them the best back they've had in quite mm-hmm. some time with uh, Brady. You know, they want to go to a more balanced him? attack. I, mm-hmm. I'm curious about that as well. You know, yeah, how, yeah. How, how they're going to use all these guys? You think they got Sony Michelle, right. Rex Burkett, James White, Jeremy Hill, Mike Gillisley, Brandon Bolden. 
at least two mm. of these guys are going bye-bye. I mean, I think Gillisley's one. I think he uh, fell into uh, Belichick's doghouse. But I guess Jeremy Hill would be my odds-on favorite to be the other guy who goes bye-bye. Uh, could be Brandon mm-hmm. Bolden as well. But that's interesting. You trade Brandon Cooks. You get Edelman back. You know, are we saying Cooks wasn't a mesh there? You know, didn't mesh mm-hmm. well? Okay, so your wide receiver core is now, once again, it's back to what they, it seems like it always is on the Brady. A bunch of, uh, I don't want to say no names, that's not fair, but no stars. Mm-hmm. Edelman, mm-hmm. Hogan, Jordan Matthews, maybe he revives his career there, maybe he doesn't. Malcolm Mitchell, who outside of the Super Bowl versus Atlanta, really hasn't done much in his career. Dorsett's been yeah, a bust. keep Kenny on waiting Griffin for him to. The place. Right. Cordero yeah. Patterson, better as a return man than anything else. Tight end, you got Gronkowski. He's coming back. I think if Brady would have retired, Gronkowski would have retired. Uh, I mm-hmm. think that's the way that's going. Once one leaves, the other one's going as well. So that's when the uh, true Patriots makeover will begin. The defense still has some question marks there. You know, they gave mm-hmm. a lot of points mm-hmm. to Philadelphia, and I don't know if they've done a lot to fix that. You know, so I, I think this team is still relying on their offense here. But no, I can't give us. I can't say they're class of the NFL. No, in my mind, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to top. top it's going to be an interesting five. year. This this could be a transition year for them. And and, and well, really, it's still a transition when your quarterback's still there and he's forty two, or whatever he is. I don't know how much a transition uh, you're going to make. And they don't they don't have uh, his heir apparent on on, uh, on the roster. Not no more. Mm-hmm. They did, and Brady Brady didn't like that, so he made mm-hmm. sure he got rid of him. Uh, so uh, I mean, maybe that's unfair. Maybe they did trade him because uh, they were afraid of losing him for nothing. But seeing mm-hmm. as though how good Garoppolo can be now, I mean, Bel- and they only got a second-round pick for him, Belichick has to be uh, kicking himself just a wee bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about the Jets? Uh, how quickly do you think that they're able to turn around? They uh, uh, traded up in the draft and ended up getting lucky and uh, uh, picked up Sam Darnell. Darnold. I was going to say Darno, but uh, yeah, I mean, you wonder how long before he uh, is able to take over that team. Yeah, you, you do wonder. <laughs> Absolutely, you wonder. Uh, once again, you, he might not even going come out of camp as as their starter. No, I mean, do you think? Uh, I mean, maybe do they give Josh McCown a, a few starts, uh, just that Darno could uh, hold the uh, the clipboard and learn a little bit before he starts. I mean, that might not be a bad idea. Well, you're not going anywhere with McCown. Okay, he's mm-hmm. a nice caretaker, a nice yeah, bridge. I yeah. have no problem with that, mm-hmm. but you're not going anywhere with him. So you need to decide. That's really what the big thing with Todd Bowles. When do we go to Sam Donald? Is mm-hmm. it week one, week four, week eight? When is it Sam Donald time? You know, and I think that's the huge key here. And I, I, in some ways, I don't think this should just be in the hands of the coach. Everybody has to have a, a say in this of when is, is the right time. This is not the year that the mm-hmm. Jets are going anywhere. But you know, this is right. the franchise quarterback. You need to build around this guy. The running game mm-hmm. is solid. You know, uh, Isaiah Crowell. It's interesting. Interesting mix. It is. It is. Even Thomas Rawls right is on there too. Yeah. Elijah McGuire. No. Yeah, they <laughs> got a whole bunch of guys with no stars, but it's. Uh, right. It's at least average. You know, you'll, you'll get some running, mm-hmm. rushing yardage there. The wide receiver core is also interesting. Robbie Anderson has had a whole bunch of off-season problems this year, although it looks mm-hmm. like most of them have gone away. Jermaine right. Kurz, Quincy Nunwa, Terrell Pryor, very good lawyer. Uh, Terrell <laughs> Pryor, maybe he revives his career with the Jets. Kind of mm, I find that hard to believe. Uh, the tight end, no, that doesn't look like it's much of anything. Uh, Jordan mm-hmm. Leggett, Chris Hurt, I mean, there's not much there. And generally for a young quarterback, your tight end's your best friend. You know, that mm-hmm. big target that's close to the line of scrimmage that you can find pretty easily. But that may not be a big help to the Jets. So I think this team is improving. But for me, if I'm if I'm the Jets, I'm a, I'm a Jet fan, I'm working for the Jets, anything with the Jets, it's all about Donald and making sure you develop him. 
Isaiah Crowell last season was very frustrating for uh, fantasy owners. Uh, what do you think about in terms of his playing time? Do you think that uh, it's possible that he becomes the primary back here? Or, I mean, they, Bilal Powell uh, being the guy that uh, catches passes out of the backfield? This screams committee to me. You know, with mm. all these guys that we just named here, McGuire and Rawls, these guys can all play somewhat. You know, Crowell's a nice back. You know, Powell's mm-hmm. a really third down guy, catch the ball in the backfield, but he can do more than that, too. That's not his sole. He's not uh, someone like Duke Johnson. He can do more than just catch the ball. He could play on first and second downs as well, which is why I think this is a mess here. Uh, I mean, Crowell is the guy I would draft, but running back three. You know, these guys are all running back threes. Corral and Powell. Maguire rolls are a little further down here to more uh, depth guys than anything else. But uh, also, you know, McCown, Donald, t- teams are going to look to take away the run, force these guys to beat them. And I don't think these guys can beat them right now. So that's a lot of players in the box. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about the Bills? Uh, in terms of what they've done, uh, they... Uh, uh, was it in a trade that they got A.J. McCarron from the Bengals? Or, no, he was a free agent, right? Uh, free he was agent, a free yes. agent, He was the last, yeah. sort of, last sort of free yeah. agent quarterback to sign. Mm-hmm. And uh, they drafted Josh Allen. That's going to be interesting. They did. Uh, yeah, yeah. Listen, good for the Bills. They broke that playoff streak last year where they had made the playoffs in like 100 years. So good for them because you're not making mm-hmm. the playoffs this year. Uh mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned McCoy is getting old in the tooth. Chris Ivory, I don't know mm-hmm. what happened with him in Jacksonville. That was a strange situation. Guy came up a big year. I think with the Jets, goes to Jacksonville, pretty much is on a milk carton. Uh, you know, the wide receiver core, Benjamin, he's a wide receiver too. Zay Jones, who was another guy who had a very interesting offseason with his antics in the hotel room and his brother and being naked. I don't even want to know. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy Curley, okay. You need more there. Yeah, you need more there at wide receiver. Uh, Charles Clay, okay, I'm okay with him as a a high-end tight end, too. Uh, He's Mm -hmm. a solid guy when he can stay healthy. Nick Oldieri has shown some stretches there. Uh, But once again, who's the quarterback? I mean, really, who is the quarterback here? Are you going with Josh Allen from day one? You know, I kind of thought it was silly that they drafted Josh Allen. It seems like purely because he had the big on and played in bad weather. I get Mm -hmm. it. It's Buffalo. You know, it's going to snow in Buffalo. It can get windy in Buffalo, but not. You know, you play eight games there. It's not miserable for eight games. So if you thought one of these other guys, you thought Rosen was better, maybe you should have gone with Rosen. So I think that mm. might have been a mistake. I actually have faith that AJ McCarron could be something as well here. So I think this is an Came interesting from a good program, right? He did. He did. Mm-hmm. Remember, uh, Cleveland wanted him. Denver at one time wanted him. Mm-hmm. So I got faith this guy can end up being something. I don't think this is a foregone conclusion that Allen starts the season. But so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm interested in watching this. But bottom line is, don't want either one of them for fantasy. McCoy's a right. low end running back one. You know, and I don't see a wide receiver there. It's better than a, a low end wide receiver two at best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you don't believe in a, a Kelvin Benjamin eventually? You know becoming a wide receiver one, fulfilling his potential. I mean, the guy had, you know, his rookie season was real good. Yeah, he's had a bunch of injuries. He's a, a big, slow, plotting type guy. He really needs touchdowns to pay off fantasy-wise. I mean, if they had a, a true veteran quarterback, a good veteran quarterback, I'm not talking about, you know, Tom Brady or someone great, but just a good, solid one, I'd have more faith in Benjamin, but they don't. Mm-hmm. I think this offense right. is going to be, you know, running the ball a lot, play a lot of defense and pray and play a lot of 17-14, 20-17 football games, and I don't see that, uh, you know, sort of playing at the ben- what Benjamin does well. I, don't think he's gonna get, I, don't, I just don't think he's going to get enough touchdowns to matter. And you're right, the, the quarterback situation is up in the air. I mean, you got Josh Allen, a big arm, 
but uh, never had a completion rate over 56% as a starter. So there's some issues there as well. So uh, it'd be interesting to see. Uh, what about the uh, Miami Dolphins? Uh, what are we thinking about uh, with their, uh, I mean, there's, look at this quarterback uh, crew here. Ryan Tannehill uh, coming off of an, an injury. Brock Osweiler? Bryce Petty? I don't know. <laughs> well, Bryce Petty sucks. I mean, uh, yeah. I'm not worried so about him. Brock. Brock Osweiler. So yeah, he sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, Brocky Mountain High, whatever you want to call this guy. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Ryan, I don't think Ryan Tannehill is all that much great either. By the way, I don't think he's right. uh, anything to, to write home about. Fantasy-wise, he's a low-end quarterback, too. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, he has a problem throwing the deep ball. Kenyon Drake, fine. Run, uh, running back, too. No problem there. I think he has some, mm-hmm. some upside there as well. They're bringing Frank Gore sort of be the caddy there. I don't think Gore, Gore is any kind of threat to Drake for anyone worried about that. You lose Jarvis Landry, which means now, is this going to be the, uh, the year Devontae Parker steps up? You know, we've been we waiting for waiting. it for a while. <laughs> right. We keep on waiting. waiting. Keep looking at my watch here. Is it this year? Mm-hmm, you know, maybe. Mm-hmm. Kenny Stills had some up and down games. Danny Amendola's there. Albert Wilson. Uh, stay healthy, Amendola. Mind, yeah, but this is not Tom Brady. Even then. You know, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, in my mind, for uh, there's a lot of mud on the wall here. We'll see what sticks. You know, Park mm-hmm. is the guy I would draft uh, out of all these guys first. But you look at a wide receiver three. You know, Stills is probably a low-end wide receiver three, wide receiver four. Wilson and Amendola, mm-hmm. depth guys, so bench players. A tight end, uh, depends on the rookie, whatever uh, Gasicki can do here. He, he won't be a tight end one, not drafting him, not even coming close to drafting him. So once again, this is why New England, <laughs> how do they not win this division? I mean, you're mm-hmm. going against yeah. Ryan Tannehill, freaking A.J. McCarron, and uh, <laughs> what Sam, what's Sam Donald, I mean, God, mm-hmm. it's amazing how they things just work out well for them. Nobody can really compete with them. They don't. None of these teams have a quarterback or a great quarterback to deal with. And if they do, the you know, the the, the cores, the receiving cores aren't that great here. No, I'm not seeing anybody on Miami or something. I'm gonna be dying to get here. Very possible that the Patriots might be the only uh, team to play over 500 in this division. Wouldn't shock me in the least. Wouldn't mm-hmm. I think the uh, Dolphins are probably the next best team, but yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. You're looking at them; they do look like a seven and nine, eight and eight team. And I wonder mm-hmm. if this is the they'll be looking for a new coach at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Hey, we have uh, some extra time, so uh, we talked about the Browns from the AFC North. Why don't we uh, go over a couple teams in the AFC North as well? How about the uh, Steelers coming off of a thirteen and three? Uh, season last year uh ben roethlisberger uh, goes uh, another year and uh it sounded like he was a little upset when uh, the steelers had uh, drafted mason rudolph ben roethlisberger's an ass you've been <laughs> threatening to retire now for the past two off seasons what did you expect the team to do just wait for you to retire then start making moves here and what do you worry about mason rudolph anyway he's not taking your job mm-hmm. i don't understand roethlisberger being mad at this he's not he's not taking roethlisberger ever mm-hmm. He'll take my Ben's job when Ben leaves. I may dislike right, right. Ben. He's a he's a pretty pretty damn good quarterback. Uh, yes. I mean, but I, I just under, I didn't understand that. When Ross was all mm-hmm. upset that they drafted Mason Rudolph. Why? You know, this guy's not a threat to your job. You keep telling the team you want to retire. You know, what did you expect them to do? So I didn't understand mm-hmm. that. Uh, I love Le'Veon Bell. Now that Ben's back, Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell is my number one running back. Todd Gurley is number two for mm-hmm. me. I love Bell. I love what he can do. Uh, and I love the danger he presents there. Uh, Brown, great. Uh, he's my first uh, non-running back off the board in fantasy. Smith-Schuster, yes. Well, listen, I, I liked my Tavis Bryant last year, so I like Smith-Schuster even more this year. That's pretty much mm-hmm. it. James Washington, the rookie, we'll see there. 
but uh, I don't think I'll be going anywhere near him. Uh, the tight ends, sort of the same thing. They're, they're backups for me, McDonald, Jesse James, whoever you want to go with there. No, thank you. I don't want to start this guy. I wonder how they make up for the loss of Ryan Shazier who's uh won't play for the team this season you know i guess a huge loss linebacker gets you off the field there didn't like uh, mm-hmm. what they did in the draft i thought they really i mean ext- really overdrafted uh Edmonds. i didn't think that was a good pick at all you know so i, I don't mm-hmm. think i would have done that if i was uh a pittsburgh so i think it's all about the obviously i think they're gonna score a lot of points so i'm gonna be very interested in the pittsburgh players and as it's been though won't be taking him as a quarterback one can't take those splits yeah, yep, still an issue. Uh, what about the uh, Ravens? You still have uh, Flacco as the uh, number one quarterback, but uh, interesting that they took Lamar Jackson. Uh, are you a Lamar Jackson kind of guy? I mean, uh, you know. well, I'm not a Joe Flacco kind of guy, so uh, we can we can play that game. Uh, <laughs> Joe Flacco has no more guaranteed money on his contract after this season, so this is his last mm-hmm. year in Baltimore. Yeah, he he'll be gone, or you know, he won't be. He won't be a starter. Right? I should say. I guess he could come back as the backup. So uh, this is Jackson's team. Eventually, I think. It's, I would assume it at some point this year. I think they'll stick with Joe for. I think he'll get the start. They'll see what he can do. But he's been poor the past couple of years. I mean, he's just been poor. You know, what about Michael got, Crabtree? Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean that's, that's, he, uh, that's the thing. Is he going to suffer uh, because of Flacco at the at the, at the quarterback? Well, yeah, because Flacco's not very good. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I, I also wonder this. You know, with a completely new receiving court, and this is what this is, Crabtree, John Brown, Sneed. And you're talking mm-hmm. Raiders, uh, Cardinals, and Saints. You know, maybe you want to go to Lamar Jackson sooner rather than later. Let, let all these guys learn together. Rather than have the, the receivers learn on the Flacco, they have to learn again on the Jackson. So you would some, consider uh, putting Jackson in uh, late in the season? What if, uh, let's say has Baltimore Flacco is... done? Mm-hmm. He's done it's nothing the past couple of years. <laughs> yeah, that was how long ago? Who cares? Ancient history. Uh, if Jack, it's in my, if, I'm, if I'm Baltimore, if Jackson proves during the uh, preseason that he's ready to handle the job, yeah, I start from day one. I don't think they will, mind you, but uh, I would. It's the one situation where you're getting nothing out of Flacco. He's just been bad. You know, he's been beat up. He's been bad. You got the new wide receiver core. I'd like all these guys to learn together, get that chemistry going, rather than start over with Flacco and have to do this all over again eventually when you go to Jackson. Unless your plan is from day one. Listen, Jackson does not play this year or does not start this year unless there is an injury. If that's mm-hmm. your plan, then fine. I get it. But if your plan is eventually Jackson plays, I'm looking at sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other uh, fantasy relevance for Andy Dalton than maybe a two-quarterback league? Anything? No. No. Uh, okay. Even a two-quarterback. I mean, that's a two-quarterback. It's 24 quarterbacks. Of course you're interested. Mm-hmm. But another mm-hmm. guy, uh, just ick. Ick. I think they should have stuck with McCarron. Mm, there you go. All right. I kind of agree with you. I like McCarron. Uh, when we come back, our three will be uh, talking uh, fantasy baseball, trying to figure out who you could pick up off the waiver wire. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update.